if you don't have a reason, if you can't clearly articulate for yourself why this coin deserves to be given a chance, then maybe you're not ready to be putting money into it yet. You know, maybe you can dabble a little bit, but just don't blindly follow what people on the internet are saying. Welcome to the BitLift Podcast, where we don't just stack crypto, we're using it. I'm Gerbs, founder of BitLift, and I've been helping people down the crypto rabbit hole every day since 2013, which is why I've heard the same questions and watched my friends make the same mistakes over and over again. Today, we're going to talk about those mistakes. You can find detailed show notes and everything I discussed here today at bitlift.com slash podcast. The hosts and guests of the BitLift podcast are not registered financial advisors. The thoughts and strategies discussed are simply personal opinions and should not be treated as financial advice or recommendation to make a particular investment. This show is for informational and entertainment purposes only. So I probably could have come up with a hundred different mistakes that new crypto investors make, but I settled for a top 10. Uh, I put them in some semblance of an order, but don't read too much into that here. So starting with number 10, not having any Bitcoin or Ethereum because it's too expensive. This is just such a fallacy that people have. They think that because a coin is $50,000 that they can't have any or, you know, since they only have $10,000 to invest, they should avoid the expensive coins, right? And that's just not true. These coins are expensive because their price and their value is going up. What matters is the market cap, right? That's why CoinMarketCap.com and CoinGecko and sites like this, that's why they rank coins by market cap. You want to take the how many coins are issued and how many coins are uh, floating in the market times the price. So, you know, just because Doge is a penny doesn't mean it can go to a dollar. There's a hundred billion Doge, right, compared to 21 million Bitcoin. So, you got to have some Bitcoin and some ETH in your portfolio. I typically recommend somewhere around half at least should be there. And uh, if you still believe this and you think that cheaper coins are where the money's at, then uh, I've got two nickels I'd be happy to trade you for a quarter. Okay, so the ninth most common mistake that I see new crypto investors make is that they are so focused on gambling on shit coins. Honestly, like what problem do most of these coins solve? They're really just out there. They're pump and dump schemes. And it doesn't matter how big their community is or how many moon boys are in their discord, you know, trying to pump the coin. They usually say things like, you know, get in early and the earlier you get in and get in now because some big thing is coming and they're always pumping, pumping. These coins are crap, right? No one's out there representing Bitcoin this way. No one cares to represent Ethereum this way. That's because they don't need these marketing teams and these these pump these pump machines out there to help drive the value of these coins you know really look at the coin see what value does it offer what value does it bring to the world and if that's something you think that's missing from the world then consider adding it to your portfolio the number eighth most common mistake is thinking that you're a genius because you got lucky a few times I see this time and time again, you know, maybe you did, you know, buy Dogecoin at a penny and wrote it to 20 cents. But honestly, what what contribution did you make to that? Like, are you the reason that it went to 20 cents or did you just get lucky and just have a magical timing, probably timing? And what I see happen time and time again is you get lucky like this. And then the next time you stumble into some random magical coin that's going to 20x, you put 10 times more money into it. And what happens? You lose it all or the coin goes nowhere. Don't think that just because your portfolio appreciated in value, 
that you're a genius and that you are like a magical picker or anything. Number seven, most common mistake is blindly following influencers. If your reason for buying some particular coin is because, you know, crypto YouTube dude said so, then really you should reconsider buying this coin, right? If you don't have a reason, if you can't clearly articulate for yourself why this coin deserves to be given a chance, then maybe you're not ready to be putting money into it yet. You know, maybe you can dabble a little bit, but just don't blindly follow what people on the internet are saying. You know, a lot of times they're just pumping their own bags, which means they're just promoting the coins that they have because they're trying to contribute to the value going up of the coins that they have. So don't blindly follow influencers. The number six most common mistake that I see crypto investors make is using hot wallets and sketchy exchanges for all of their crypto. Man, this is so bad. Um, You know if you've listened to any episodes of this podcast that I really recommend getting a hardware wallet. I get it. They're like 200 bucks and you got to set them up and it takes a a little getting used to, but that is how you secure your crypto. If you're just using MetaMask and you've got all your money in there and that money's growing, you got to consider moving it to a hardware wallet to secure it. Also, I see people constantly trying to save money on fees, um, transaction fees, especially on Ethereum. You know, for example, like a lot of people have trying to buy uh, Luna and UST lately, and they see that KuCoin, which is some random exchange out of Korea, has no KYC, and you can just you can buy native UST there, which means you don't have to pay fees for bridging. We just recently saw on the Discord last week that when the Columbus Five upgrade came, KuCoin wasn't ready for it. People's UST have been stuck in the KuCoin exchange for weeks and you know they couldn't get anyone to reply to their support requests. This stuff happens all the time. Luckily, KuCoin probably will come back, but you never know. These exchanges can disappear with your money. Don't let that happen to you. Get a hardware wallet. Use the big exchanges. Convert. Use them just for converting your fiat into crypto. Come into the cryptoverse and then use MetaMask plugged into your hardware wallet and then use DeFi exchanges and you never have to worry about this kind of stuff. Number five, common mistakes crypto investors make is not dollar cost averaging into your position. I get it, you just did a ton of research on this coin, you think it's totally going to the moon and you have to get in now before some magical news event is coming on the horizon, and so you just dump your entire position into it right now. And that's just not the way to do it, right? The the price is going to go up. It's going to go down. You don't know what's going to happen. And in order to get the best price, you want to average your way in. One of the ways to get over this kind of FOMO problem of like dumping it all in the second you hear about it is, you know, you can buy your first chunk right away. Even with little to minimal research, that's, that's what aping into something is, right? Is just putting your money where your mouth is without even doing the proper research yet. I mean, sometimes you kind of, it's hard to get over that and you don't want to miss the boat, so to speak. So, you know, divide, let's say you wanted to invest $10,000, divide it into five chunks, buy $2,000 right now, and then look at the charts and look at the various um, support and resistance levels. Put limit orders in on the exchanges so that your orders will trigger when they reach these these um, these levels. If the price goes above the levels um, that, that you wanted to buy at and it never kind of triggers your order, you can move your bottom limit orders up to start recapturing those. But really take a strategic approach to averaging in to your position. And the same goes for reverse, right? If you can't decide... You know, whether you should sell that, I see this constantly. People are like, oh my God, should I sell? The price is up, should I sell? Almost every time I'm indecisive about whether I should buy or whether I should sell, the answer is do both. 
Sell a little bit now. Sell a little bit later. Hold on to some of it. Break it into chunks. Average in, average out. The fourth most common mistake I see new crypto investors make is that thinking you can get rich quick. You know, I see this every single cycle. People come in and they think that they're just going to discover crypto, buy a bunch of moon coin, and they're going to be rich. And, you know, I get it. That's what they see in the news. You know, this is what the news reports on is these these outliers that where this does happen, this one or two people in the world that got so lucky and made a million dollars in their first week of investing in crypto. Unfortunately, that's just not the reality. That's not how it happens. I don't know anybody that came into crypto like in the last cycle, for example, they just discovered Ethereum for the first time and made millions of dollars. That's not how it works. Actually, the people that did the best last cycle were people who had entered in cycles previously to that. You know, one of the things we, we've said before is that kind of your first cycle is you kind of lose your money just trying to figure things out. The second cycle, you've kind of got, you've kind of like got it figured out a little bit, but you forget to sell and then you ride your positions all the way back down. And then your third cycle, that's when you actually capture some profits and learn how to minimize your risk. So don't think that just because you've entered the cryptoverse now that uh, you're going to get rich. Uh, got to think more long term about it. And over time, you can get there, but you got to put in the work. The third most common mistake that crypto investors make is not considering taxes. Now, this is specific to the U.S. in terms of kind of how I understand it, but short-term capital gains versus long-term capital gains are a big deal. If you buy crypto today and you sell it tomorrow, that's a short-term gain, and that's going to cost you 40% on your gain. So if you made $10,000 off your investment, or off of your trade rather, then you're going to have to give 4000 of it to the government in taxes versus if you held on to that position for a year, then you only pay 20% in taxes. So not considering taxes is a really big mistake, and it's really important. I almost strategize all of my positions around this concept. One thing I do is I, I hardly even consider buying into a crypto position unless I plan on holding it for at least a year. Every position I get into, I hold for at least a year, which is why when the cycle comes and when the halving happens, when the Bitcoin halving event occurs, I'm already pretty much sold on all my positions. I've got everything locked in, ready to go, hopefully for already six months so that when the top of this cycle comes, I can sell everything for a long-term capital gain. So I've got a really quick example of this. So let's say you buy Bitcoin at $10,000 and it's 6Xs to, you know, to 60K in 10 months. Well, intent and and you sell. That 10 months is going to be short-term capital gains, which is 40%. So that $60,000 that you now have is actually only worth $36,000 after you pay the taxes. And if that $10,000, if instead you held it for 12 months or like 366 days, it could only 5x. It doesn't even have to 6x. And that $50,000 is worth $40,000 because you're only going to pay 20% capital gains instead of 40. So you can actually make more money by 5xing versus 6xing if you're willing to hold longer. So really crunching these numbers, break out a spreadsheet, consider how long you're going to hold your positions for. And honestly, I think this is in in a in a weird way, this is almost a healthy thing that the government is incentivizing, which is holding your positions longer term. I get it, you want to trade, you want to you're seeing all this action, the price is moving by pennies and dollars and hundreds of dollars every day and you want to capture that but you're gonna get taxed hard on that. So it's a lot easier to just kick back, pay lower taxes, and enjoy the ride. Number two, 
the most common mistake I see is people entering the crypto market as traders versus investors. People, are, are you a professional trader? Like, do you, are you a trader? Have you done this before? Are you using automated machines to like high frequency trade your, trade your positions? Because, you know, the professionals are. And that's what you're competing with. If you're going to try to hop in here and trade, you know, trying to buy low, sell high within a, a day or a week or even within a month, it's really hard to do. You're trying to predict and guess these short-term movements and you're not going to be able to do it anywhere as near as well as these computers are anywhere as near as well as these professionals that are doing lots of historical um, tracking and understanding these markets way better than you ever could. That's your competition. Stop trying to be a trader. You're not a trader. You don't know what the price is going to do. But what we do know is that crypto tech and blockchain tech is eating the world. We do know that we have a new money that's slowly going to replace all other fiat money in the world. Just invest in it. Average into it. Buy some, you know, take some profits as you need them, hopefully considering your taxes. Be an investor, not a trader. And the number one most common mistake I see crypto investors make all the time, especially people who are new, it's their first cycle, is they forget to take any profits. And I get it. They invested, you know, let's call it $10,000 and they've turned it into 100K and like like a, a previous problem we discussed, where they think they're a genius and that this thing's going to a million dollars and they're going to ride it all the way there. And then they start, it starts moving against them a little bit, right? Maybe the top is in. They just don't know it yet. And they don't take any profit off the table the whole way. And if you have a goal, hopefully you had a goal. Hopefully you had a specific goal of what you were trying to achieve with these investments. If you don't take any profits, you can't achieve your goals. And one of the most common things I heard from people who entered the 2017, 2018 market is that they regret not taking any profits, right? They saw their portfolio value to a level that they've never seen before. And then they had to live for four years knowing that clicking a few buttons, having a, a bit more of a concrete plan would have meant capturing some of that value and kind of reaching that next level or that next step in their life. But they forgot to do it or more likely they thought they were too smart and they, that, that caused them to forget to sell. So take some profits along the way. It doesn't mean you have to empty out your portfolio. It doesn't mean you're going to time the market magically, but average your way out. Take some profits, and I'm sure you'll be able to put them to work when the next cycle comes around. So those are some of the most common mistakes that I've seen crypto investors make over the years. Ping me if you have any questions about them. And if you have any friends that are sinning in, this, in these ways and breaking some of these rules, let them know. Send the podcast their way. And hopefully uh, this will be the cycle when you can take some profits and enjoy them. Be sure to hit up bitlift.com slash podcast for links to everything we discussed here today. And if you got any questions or comments, come find me on crypto Twitter and say what up. That's twitter.com slash bitlift, B-I-T-L-I-F-T. And if you're deep down the crypto rabbit hole, come hang out with myself and a few hundred crypto geeks in the BitLift Discord at bitlift.com slash discord to connect. Go.
The hosts and guests of the BitLift podcast are not registered financial advisors. The thoughts and strategies discussed are simply personal opinions and should not be treated as financial advice or recommendation to make a particular investment. This show is for informational and entertainment purposes only. 